0: Hello and welcome to another episode of From the Beginning here on Heaven we're Thinking. Today we're looking at Exodus chapter 19. We're going to see this encounter on Mount Sinai. So we're going to read the first 13 verses and then we'll get into this week's discussion about this topic. On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell to the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together, we will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said, and the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day, because on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people, put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. They are to be stoned or shot with arrows. Not a hand is to be laid on them. No person or animal shall be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast may they approach the mountain. So we see here several things in this encounter between God and Moses on Mount Sinai. First, we see here that God gives Moses some very specific instructions of what he is to tell the Israelites. And he tells them that out of all the nations on earth, Israel is going to be his treasured possession if they will fully obey and keep his covenant. And that although the whole earth is the Lord's, he's the one who created everything, they're going to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation again, they have to keep this covenant that God is giving them. There is a condition here. He's saying, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do all these amazing things. I just need you to do this. This is what you are to do. And we see a a reminder of what God is doing with the Israelites. We've, We've seen this whole plan all throughout Genesis and Exodus, leading us up to this moment where God has been calling a people. He chose Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He's gone through this whole line, allowed the Israelites to become slaves in Egypt, and then he powerfully brought them out of Egypt, and he's going to lead them to the promised land, It's going to take a little bit before we get there, but he's going to lead them to the promised land and he's going to bless them with all these things he's promised because he has chosen out of all the earth this one group of people to make an example of them, to show the rest of the world who he is. They are supposed to point other people to God. Again, that's the whole idea of being a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. They're supposed to point others, other nations, to God so that everyone can see who God is and come to a knowledge of him. But we see here, again, the important part, they are supposed to follow and keep his covenant. And that's going to be a difficult thing. We already know that. If we've looked ahead in any of the rest of the Old Testament, you know that's going to be a struggle. And yet we see here that the Israelites have this response. So Moses goes down. He summons the elders of the people, tells them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak, tells them all this great stuff. Look what God has done, how he's brought us out. This is what he's telling us he wants us to do. And the people say, we'll do everything the Lord has said. Amazing, perfect answer. Uh, But it's going to be difficult for them to carry it out. Just like when you and I commit to things, when we say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then the next day we wake up and go, whoa, did I actually just say that I'm going to do that? Did I step out in faith and say, I'm going to do this thing the Lord has called me to? And then it gets difficult and we find moments of temptation or moments of weakness or moments of resistance or obstacles, many different things that come up against us. And then we realize that it's a little harder than just simply saying, we're going to do everything the Lord has said. Again, right answer, but applying it to our daily lives is difficult. That's where the real challenge is going to come in. And we're going to see that in just a couple of chapters. Then we see the Lord gives more instructions to Moses to consecrate the people for two days, and then on the third day, the Lord's going to come down. He gives very specific instructions that people are not to approach the foot of the mountain, not even an animal, otherwise they're going to be killed. What we can see here from this section is that our God is holy. He is a holy God. We cannot be in his presence with sin. Sin cannot enter his presence. He cannot be in the presence of it. And so there, there is this separation between him and the people at this time. Remember, Jesus has not yet come down in in this Old Testament time. He had not come down and made a way for us to be reconciled to the Father. So we're we're way before that here in this section. Right now, there is this distance between the people and their holy God, because as we're going to find out really quickly, the Israelites are prone to sin, just like you and I are, and they're going to need a Savior, Jesus Christ, who is coming we we know that we, when we look ahead we know he's going to be coming down and he is going to make a way for reconciliation with the father but we're not at that section yet and so for now the people are told you cannot be in God's presence you cannot come to the foot of the mountain because our god is holy. A great reminder for us because a lot of the times in our western church culture we seem to water down the holiness of God and the fear of God. And and this is a great reminder this section of how we should have a fear of God that we need to have a reverence and respect for God, that we need to understand that he is all-powerful. At an instant, he can snap his fingers and anything can happen. God is in control and he's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our respect, worthy of our fear. We have to understand who our God is and who we are in the sight of God and in respect to God, we are not holy. We are not righteous on our own. We need Jesus for that. God is perfectly holy. And so there is this gap. And again, for us, we, we know what the answer is. We know that the answer is Jesus. We're not living in this Old Testament time where Jesus hadn't come. We are now living in the time after Jesus came and made a way. And so for us, when we look at a section like this, we don't have to be afraid and think that God is just going to be up in heaven waiting to strike us down whenever we sin, whenever we have something go wrong and do something sinful in our lives, we can have hope and trust and confidence in what Jesus has done on the cross. We can find repentance. We can find forgiveness in Jesus, knowing that that is the only bridge between us and our holy God. And so I think this section, it's easy to skip over and think that it's just an Old Testament thing, but it's so important for us to remember who our God is, that he's worthy of our worship, worthy of our respect, that he is holy, and we should believe in him that way. We should believe in his holiness. We should respect that. And we should live a holy life because he's called us to be holy as he is holy. And so that's our challenge this week is to remember who our God is and to walk in the way of Christ, living out that holiness that we can only have in Jesus, not on our own. That's our challenge this week. And I hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of From the Beginning here on Heavenward Thinking.